Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. Remaining. But today we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna continue and we're going to talk about a new subject. We're going to a new theory. And this series is going to be a series on prayer. Everybody say prayer. Amen. MC Hammer wrote back in the, in, the, in the 90s, we got to pray just to make it today. That's why we, amen, we got to pray. And so we're going to talk about prayer because I think there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to the topic of prayer. You know, and I, and I, I want us to have a clear understanding what prayer is all about. I think sometimes we, we watch television, we see people um, quote and, 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 and cite these eloquent prayers. You can say, if I could only pray the way he prayed or the way she prayed, then I know God will hear me. But we're going to talk about the concept and the ideas of prayer. And so we can understand prayer from a simple place, a simple understanding of what God is saying when he talks about the whole concept of prayer. Let's pray right now. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning and we thank you for this time in your presence. I thank you for allowing your people to come together, Lord God, from the north to south, the east and west, you have brought them, God. And Father, I pray that you would speak to their hearts today. I pray that they would get something out of today's message, Father God, that it won't be me speaking, but it will be you speaking to their situation, you speaking to their circumstance, you speaking to their hearts, Father God. I'm praying today that you will see your anointing right now, that your anointing will be released in this place, your Holy Spirit will minister to the hearts of each and every individual here today, Father God. This might be a new experience for some people today, Lord, but I pray that you would touch them right at the point of their need. Father, we praise you and we thank you for the great and mighty things you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to tap your neighbor to the left of you. Amen. And say, good morning. Come on, you got to smile. Come on. Tap your neighbor to the right and say, what's up? All right, there you go. Come on now. We like to have fun here. Amen. And we thank God for each and every one of you being here. Amen. It's fun when we get together. But we're going to talk about prayer. And today's topic is going to be getting to know God through prayer. Getting to know God through prayer. How I many you know you, can know you cannot know God unless you talk to God? Amen. And so we're going to talk about getting to know God through prayer. The beautiful question that someone um, posed to me a, a, a while ago, and it says, why don't people pray more? Why don't people pray more? And thinking, we came to about five different conclusions or reasons why people don't pray the way they should. Even I, as a pastor, I struggle at times in the area of prayer. Nobody is perfect. We all struggle. We all have our shortcomings. But we got down to about five reasons why people don't pray. Number one, the number one reason why people are not, don't, don't, don't pray more is um, they're not sure how to pray. They're not sure how to pray. Number two, um, the reason why people don't pray more is because um, they get bored or distracted while trying to pray. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes when I pray, 
And I'm like, Lord, I thank you for this day, blah, 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 blah. And then my mind just begins to go, and I think about what happened last night and the things I got to do today. I think about my to-do list, and I think about I'm hungry, and, I, and all these thoughts just begin to flood my mind. And all of a sudden, my focus is not on prayer anymore, but my focus is on the things that are really on my mind. And sometimes I become so bored or distracted that I do not pray the way I should. Um, number three, why people don't pray more, um, they think, many people think that their requests are too small for God. Surely God doesn't care about my little situation where he has the whole world to take care of. I mean, this famine happening in the Middle East, this war, there's this, there's that. Surely God don't care about me and my little, my little issue here. I'm not going to even bother to pray because I feel like my situation, my problem is just too small for God to even be concerned about because he got bigger fish to fry. And so that's another reason why we think why people don't pray. Thank you, Amir. That's my, that's my nephew. Praise the Lord. Why people don't pray more? Uh, they're not sure if their prayers will really make a difference. There have been times in my, in, my, in my faith walk, in my Christian walk, where I prayed and I almost felt like my prayers just hit the ceiling and fell down to the floor. If you're honest enough, you might say, I felt that same way, Pastor. I felt this time, well, it's, am I just talking to myself? Am I just wasting my breath? You know, is God really, really hearing me? You know, is he really understanding what I'm trying to say? Or, ugh, I, I, I don't get it. Sometimes you open up the Bible and it feel like you're reading, you're reading a different language. Like, is this Chinese or this English? I don't understand the thieves and the thousands. What are you trying to say? Make it plain. And there could be times where we do not understand or we do not believe that our prayers or our efforts really make a difference. And the last one is the one that I think I've been guilty of a lot of times in my life as I look back is that um, we become too busy to pray. We become too busy. Prayer is not a priority in our daily routine. We kind of pray sporadically. It, it's almost like this. It's like, you know, you know, you see your friend, and you, 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 you and your pal, you're cool. You know, you, you hang out with each other. You know, you're doing, you're, you're doing your thing, and you see each other every now and then, but you have a good relationship. It's just like you've seen your relatives, some of you are here at college, you're away from your family, you love your parents, but it's not like you talk to them every day. You know, you might speak to them, you know, once a week, or you might go home every few weeks to say what's up, you know, that type of thing. And there's still love for them, but it's not a constant, continual conversation. And sometimes we treat God like that. We treat God, we, see, the thing is, we both we um, communicate with God on a regular basis, but we treat God the way we might treat other relationships in our life. And so we become too busy or too preoccupied with other things to really talk to God. And so that's the struggle that we have at times. And so that's another reason why people do not pray, because we become too busy. I got a paper due. I got to be to work. I have a report due. I have, I have to feed the kids. I have, I, have, I have to do this for my husband. I have to be here at work. I got to do all these different things so we don't make the time to pray. Or, or, or we be watching the dumb box. You know what the dumb box is, right? The one-eyed devil, you, you know that is right. television, right? Think about how much television you watch a day, and you can't even spend five minutes just to pray. 
Shame on all of us. I'm guilty too. On Facebook and on Twitter, busy tweeting and what's the next trend and what I'm going to do and, and, and all this type of stuff. But we can't even pray. Because we find ourselves so busy, so caught up in everything around us that we really forget about really what's most important, connecting with God. So you might say, well, Pastor, what is prayer? What is prayer? What is prayer? Is, is, is it one soul being poured out before his creator? Is, what, what is the theological? What, 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 give, give me the deeper meaning of prayer. If I give you the deeper meaning of prayer, you will never get it anywhere. We can go over your head. Prayer is simple. Prayer is communicating with God. That's what prayer is. You want a deep, profound, prolific dissertation on the subject of prayer? It's communicating with God. It's you pontificating your needs before your creator. I'm trying to make it eloquent as possible. Break it down to, to, to ghetto terms. It's you saying, what's up, God? Is your boy here. I'm here. I need you. You know what I'm saying? Prayer is communicating with God simply. The book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 5, verses 1 and 3, puts it so beautifully. It says, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. The, ah, come on, some of you, when my wife is stressed out, she always sighs. She goes, ah. Some of you do that, too. When things just go wrong, you go, ah. Give ear to my sighing, oh God. Come on, come on, you know what your mother gave your nerve. You go, all right, mom. <sighs> your boss blasphemy, okay, I got it. <sighs> give ear, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my king and my God. For to you I pray in the morning, O Lord. You hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Come on now. Prayer is communicating with God. It's talking. It's having a conversation with God. I love to always give the analogy between a man and a woman. When my wife and I began to court, amen, I like to use the word dating because dating, you know, you just date and it's done and it don't lead nowhere. Courtship. Come on, I don't, want, I don't want a wham, bam, thank you, man. I wasn't into a one-night stand, amen. I want, some, I want a lifelong partner. And if you're dating and you're not, try, you're not trying to marry that person, you need to just walk on. Come on now. I'm done talking truth. Come on now. I, I, I saw a future. Come on. And so as we were courting each other, courting is seeing if you are a possible, do you have a compatibility with me? Are we compatible? Is there something that was going to keep us in the future? That's what we were doing. Come on now. See, people take dating. Like, we're going to date. I like him. He like me. Let's go out. And I like companionship and all these different type of things. But that's not the way God created it to be. He wants you to find a lifelong mate, not someone that's to play around with. Come on. Come on. He wants, he wants someone who's going to love you, and you're going to love them, and you're going to weather the storm together. Come on. That's the type of mate that you want. Because you don't want you don't want to feel like you're sleeping with the enemy. Come on. Come on now. You want someone who's gonna love you. So when my wife began to date or whatever, or court, that's a better word, we're courting, 
we began to spend time talking with each other. Now, you know I'm talking about where, you know, first, you know, you're like, can I get your digits? You know, and, and, you, you know, you get the digits, you know, whatever. You know, you, and, okay, okay. Back in the old day, you know, we had running lines. You know, I know your feet must be tired because you've been running through my head all day long. You know, you had the corny stuff like that in your head or whatever. You know, and, we, and, and when you grew up in church, you know, you'd be, we were both on the choir, so we'd be slipping notes to each other and stuff, you know, and different things. And so I'm like, what you doing after church? You know, whatever. I'm going home. I was like, okay, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to walk with you. Go get a sandwich. Come on, something. You know, and so we begin to talk. We, 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 we begin to talk We're on the phone. And you know, when you're on the phone, you know, you don't know how to get off the phone. No, you get off the phone. No, you first. No, you first. Come on, you first. No, you go. Okay, we're going to do it together. One, two, three. Ah, you still there? No, you go. Because you're getting to know one another. I, look, look, I had a cousin, amen. I had a cousin, amen, who, 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 was, who was courting this sister who was in the armed forces. She was, I think, in Japan at the time. They were talking so much. They had an international phone bill of five to six hundred dollars. He did not care. He was he was infatuated. He was just getting to know this woman who's his wife now. Amen. And so what happens is as you build a relationship, the more you talk to that person, the more you learn about that person. Because it's easy to put your best foot forward. Think about when you meet someone you like. Come on, ladies, you know you're gonna get your hair dead. Because all you don't got ended in your family. So, you know, you got to get your hair dead. Go get your nails done. You're going to do all those different things because you want to look nice. Come on now. They're going to be looking on flowers about, you know. Come on now. Well, I saw Pastor Edgar and Sister Bora courting, amen. Sister Bora put out some stuff I didn't even know she had in her closet. I said, you come to church cooking. What? It's amazing what a man can do. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Come on now. She got, look at, she got flowers in her hair now. She had no flowers before. Looking like senorita. Praise the Lord. Come on. That's what, that's the power of a relationship. You do things that you never did before. You have different experiences that you never had before. And God is the same way. And as we communicate with God, we get to learn more about him. And he gets to know more about us. But well, he knows us. Amen. But we're going through the process of the relationship. And that's the type of bond that God wants to have with his children. He wants us to know him. He wants us to get to understand him. He wants to have a relationship. That's the only reason why God created us. He created us for worship, for us to have a relationship with him. That's why we're created. That's why all of us have voids inside of us that only God can fill. You can try with, with, with sex gangs, all that stuff, it ain't going to feel nothing. It's going to always feel like it's an empty tank with a hole in it. And every time you fill it up, it's going to drip right on out. It does not last. But the God that you serve, when you have a connection with him, it will last. He will fulfill you. He will fulfill the hunger that you have inside of your heart. And some of you don't even realize you have a hunger inside because you've been so distracted trying to fill it with everything else. Sex won't do it. That's just a momentary gratitude. Come on. Come on now. It feels good getting there, but once it's done, you're like, that's it. All right. Praise God. I guess we got to do it again because it's done wrong. I don't know. 
Come on. Come on. God satisfies the soul. The hunger that's inside of you. He satisfies it. But you won't get to know God unless you pray. And let me tell you something. The Christian's greatest weapon that we have is our prayer life. That is the oxygen for your soul. You want the, 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 the major thing that the devil, your spiritual enemy, is after is your prayer life. He does not want you to pray. He whether you get caught up on television and on social networking and getting caught up on, on, on everything else instead of getting caught up on God. The power of communicating with God, you have to open up your heart. Oh, God, I thank you. He said, oh, Lord, hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I wait in expectation. Come on now. When we, 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 you're in a relationship with somebody, you wait, you wait for that call. This time I'm calling you at 5 o'clock. you up at 445 because you're waiting for that call. You're waiting in expectation. And when they don't call you at 501, you call them. I thought you said, don't call me at 5 o'clock. What happens? 501. Because you're waiting. No, we're a stalker now. But you're waiting. But you're waiting in expectation. And that's the type of relationship that God wants to have with his people. He wants to have that type of intimacy. He wants to have that type of closeness. Amen. And he will, he will do things for you that you never thought that he could do. Because he's all powerful. So briefly, I'm going to give you four points that's going to help you, amen, to learn how to talk with God. I'm going to give you four points that I'm out your way. That's going to help you. And this is going to become, this is going to be our journey together as a church as we get deeper into the area of prayer. This is the most important part. Last, year, last month, the month of September, we had over 12 people that gave their hearts to the Lord. Amen. And if you're one of them, if you just recently gave your heart to God, you say, I'm going to try this God thing. I, you know, I've, I've been searching. I've been looking. I, I want to get serious with God. This is going to help you to get your feet wet. This is going to help you to get yourself situated. Foundation for anything that a Christian does starts in prayer. Prayer. Now, now you might say, well, Pastor, I can't pray the way you pray. You hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. You don't have to pray the way I pray. Come on now. If you, what's up, God? Well, what's up, God? Do what you do you. And the more you do it, the better you become. I remember, I remember when, I, 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 when I was seeking before I even became a Christian. I was in my freshman year in high school. And um, we were part of this gospel ensemble, this gospel choir. And every time before this gospel choir would rehearse, they would always pray. And I would just, you know, I would get in a little circle. They would make a little circle. Everybody would bow their heads and close their eyes and you know, but, you know, I'll open my eyes. I'm going to see what happened. I'm like, why? What's up? My wallet? I don't know what's going on. Why are we closing our eyes for? And so we'll pray, and I'll be like, okay, what's going on? And then people just begin to pray, and I see people crying. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why they get so emotional? They really take this thing seriously. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I, just, I don't know about all this stuff. And it was new to me. But just because something is new and you don't understand it, don't shun it. Because sometimes you come to a place and you have experience, you're like, okay, I don't know about this. I'm just going to leave this alone because this is not me. I'm not used to this. And we shut the door and we miss out on our blessing. But just because something new, go shut the door to it. So I stayed at that gospel chorus. I, I, I stayed there. And after a while, I said, you know what? I want to pray one day. Because they, they will always say, who wants to pray? Everybody's like, oh, I'll pray, I'll pray. So what I did was 
I was to listen to the things that were said. I had to go home and write down my prayer. I was like, okay. They said, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to go, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to rehearse my prayer because I'm going to pray like they pray. You know what I'm saying? And so finally one day they said, who's going to pray? I said, I'm going to pray. And I was like, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I said, and I said, and I said my little prayer. Amen. But it, it, but what it did was it, it birthed something in me to even more prayers. I said, you know what? It's not about the words. It's about the heart. See, we get caught up on the art, how it's presented, how 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 it's supposed to get forth. But God doesn't care about the art. He cares about the heart. And if it, if only you could say it's Jesus, and that's the only thing you know that that comes from your heart. That's all you need to say. It comes from the heart. Don't get caught up on the art of prayer. Speak from your heart. That's what God is after. He wants to hear your heart. He wants to hear your soul. He wants to hear you pour out yourself before him. If you're afraid, say, Lord, I'm scared right now. Talk to God about any and everything. He hears you. He knows it anyway. You ain't hiding nothing from him. Believe me, you ain't hiding nothing from him. Stuff that, stuff that, stuff that my wife doesn't know God knows. Everything, God knows everything about me. He knows everything about you. Everything is, is, is naked and bare before the presence of God. And before you even pray, the Bible says, you already know what you're going to say. So your mouth is just open your mouth and say it. Prayer is communicating with God. So here's the four points. Here we go. Talk to God, number one. Talk to God. You can take notes in the back of your program. Amen. There, there, there's a place to take notes on your worship God. You can take some notes. Amen. We've got the podcast. It'll be up this week live. By Wednesday, you can listen to this message again because this is some good stuff here. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is what this, this was some, some prayer conferences. They charge you 100 bucks just to get this information. I'm getting it free this morning. Praise the Lord. The God is free. Amen. The gospel is free. Amen. We can come and we can learn how to grow. And I, I want to help you to grow. You don't need to stay where you are. You're supposed to grow. Church is supposed to help you grow spiritually, become a better person. And so having a prayer life will be your foundation to help you grow will help you become that man and that woman of God that he's called you to be. You will not become all that God has for you to be without prayer. You need to pray. Pastor, how long do we need to pray? It's not about quantity. It's about quality. We get so cold, I got to pray for 10 minutes. No, don't get caught up on that stuff. Just talk from your heart. I start praying five minutes every day. I'm like, I'm going to pray five minutes. I'll just thank God. I'll wake up. I'll read a psalm. I'll thank God for what he's done. You know, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. I, I, I thank you for my family. I thank you for this. I thank you for that. You know, and I say, okay, Lord, I, I'm, I'm, I pray for this situation. I pray for this. I pray for this issue on my job. My coworkers having this problem. And I'll pray. The next day, okay, five minutes, okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm done. And over time, sometimes I got so caught up in prayer, I forgot about the time. So now I can pray hours and don't realize that, oh, my God, I just spent two and a half hours praying. Oh, my God, where did all the time go? Because you get so caught up. Just like with you with your boo, you get so caught up. Oh, my God, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, we got to go. We've been here for hours. You just get so caught up. And that's the type of relationship that God wants you to have. So here we go. Number one, talk to God with gut-level honesty. With gut-level honesty. Come on, if you messed up, Lord, I messed up. Talk to him with gut-level honesty. He already know what you did anyway. But he's so gracious and so loving. 
He's going to forgive. He's going to extend his grace and mercy to you. Come on, God, 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 God is not like man. See, man, you step on man's toe a couple of times, and that's it, they cut you off. They're ready, they're ready to take, take your head off. God don't operate like that. God is gracious. He's merciful. Now, yes, there are consequences for the wrong that we do. Come on now. There's consequences. But there's still grace and mercy given to you. If I kill somebody, yeah, I'm going to jail. That's the consequence. Or I might have the death penalty, but that's the consequence here. But with God, if I ask God to forgive me for what I did, will you forgive me? Yes, he will. Okay? There's a consequence. The consequences are different for every, for every wrong thing that we do. But God still does extend his grace and his mercy towards you. Speak to God. Talk to God with gut-level honesty. The book of Exodus chapter 5, verse 23 says, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble upon this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Moses was frustrated. He said, Lord, here you are. You chose me to lead the people out of Egypt, to deliver, to, to, to deliver the Israelites from Egypt, to, to, to get them away from Pharaoh. I did that, and now what's up, God? I feel like there's still a whole bunch of trouble all around me. He was being open and honest. Without prayers, we have to be open and honest. We have to have that gut-level honesty. God, I'm mad right now. I'm pissed off. I'm frustrated. I'm about to cut somebody out, Jesus. I'm upset. You have to be honest with God. He knows how you feel. Now, you don't come disrespecting, you know, blankety-blank, beep, 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 God. I'm not saying all that now. Now, he is God. Let's not get it twisted. But you can tell him how you feel. You know, come on. Sometimes you have a disagreement with your wife. Amen. Praise the Lord, married folk. Amen. Your wife just know how to push that red button. And you're like, oh, God. Like, you know what? Time out. Let me go in my little prayer closet back here because I, I, Lord, oh, God, I'm about to say some things I'm going to regret. Hold my tongue, Lord. Just help me right now. Oh, God, help me. Give me your peace, God. And he gives you his peace, and then you're able to talk and get through it. Come on. But you have to be real. You have to have that gut-level honesty. Come on, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, verse 5 and 7 says, And when you pray, do not pray like the hypocrites. Come on, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the streets. Come on, these are the people you see, you see praying on television. Oh, Lord, my God, we come before you today on this auspicious occasion, dear Lord. Oh, God, we bless thee, holy name, Father. In heaven we glorify you, oh, thee, God, my Lord. I pour out my spirit before you as I read in the pericope and I understand that what you say to me. Oh, sweet, heavenly Lord of hosts. And you're like, wow, they pray. God said, don't pray like the hypocrites pray. They do not to be seen. Prayer is not about being seen. Because you already got your reward of everybody like, woo, ah, woo. That's your reward right there. Come on, when you pray, you're supposed to go in the closet. You're supposed to get secret. You're supposed to go into your secret place. A private place, a quiet place. Don't be having a television on that stuff for again. A quiet place. Shut the door. Come on. I remember growing up, sometimes I had to go pray in the bathroom. Sister making noise, got the music playing, mama in the living room. I'm going in the bathroom to go pray. I had to get in a quiet place. Sometimes I had to go for a walk. 
I had to get in a quiet place. Because I can hear from God. I can hear God with all that noise around me. He said, when you pray, don't pray like those standing on the syn- in, in the synagogues or on the street corner to be seen by men. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. Amen? Pagans would just say the same thing over and over and over again. I love you, Lord. 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 And it was just the art. It was nothing coming from the heart. It was just like, this is what we're supposed to do, right? I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you. Hallelujah. 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 Holy. 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 And what is that? That's not doing anything. He said, don't babble like the pagans. Come on now. He said, speak from your heart now. He said, for they think they could be heard because of their many words. Again, it's not about the words. It's about the heart. There might be times when you pray, you can't even, you can't even, you can't even fix your lips to even say a word. Tears would just start coming down your face. Don't you know the Bible says God bottles every tear that you cry? He knows the meaning of the tears that you cry. There's times when we're in worship and I'm singing and all of a sudden I just get choked up and I'll be trying to hold back the tears. I can't. I'm like, God, you're so good. I'm sorry. And tears just start coming down my face. That's praise to God still. That's worship to God still. That's my prayer. And there'll be times when you won't even begin, you won't even be able to say words. You'll just begin to cry. Sometimes it's tears of joy. Sometimes it's just tears of sorrow because you're pouring out your heart before God. And that's okay. Be open. Be honest. Have that gut level honesty with God. Number two, talk to God about everything that matters to you. Talk to God about everything that What are your pressing needs right now? That's what you need to be talking to God about. If you're going to ask me to pray for you, I love to pray. I will pray for you. That's part of my responsibility as a pastor. But you also need to be praying about your circumstance. You also need to be praying about your, your situation. Talk to God about everything that matters to you. And we saw that in the scripture, in the, little, in the little movie that we saw before I came up here. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Your request, that word request, talks about the very thing that's troubling you, the things that matter to you, the, the same verse, the same verse that I just read in um, Philippians chapter 4 in the Message Bible, it says, do not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayer. I love that. Letting God know your concern. What is concerning you? We all have concerns. Lord, I need a job. Come on. Lord, I'm I, I, I believing you for a husband, a wife. Come on, I'm believing you for a baby. Come on, Lord. You have your concerns. Voice those concerns to God. Don't be silent about those things. Speak from your heart. Speak about the things that matter most to you. And the Bible says, in the peace of God, that surpasses understanding. In other words, God will give you peace concerning that, that problem, that situation, that trouble that you're going through. Because you're not going through it by yourself. So speak to God. Talk to God about everything that matters to you. Number three, talk to God. And this is a, this is a, this is a chance for some of us. Talk to God continually. Continually. 
In other words, make this a part of your routine. Not religiously. Because see, the thing is, Christians are not called to be religious. I know the word says, oh, you're getting religious now. And I just say, yeah, yeah, okay. But religious means, if you look at the word religious, you know, in, in, uh, uh, in other languages, I believe in Latin, the word, the word religion or religious means almost bondage. Like you're stuck to something. You can't get free for something. I'm not in bondage. I'm, I, I don't, I, I'm not, I, this is not religion. This is a relationship. I have a relationship with Christ. So sometimes you have to politely, like, I hear what you're saying, but I have a relationship with God. That's what that means. And you can have one too. God is no respecter of person. I don't care what you've done or how, how bad you think you've done it. You can have a relationship with God. But that's his grace. That's his mercy. He loves you that much. Continually. Talk to God continually. The Bible says, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, that's hard for us. Because when things go wrong, I don't feel like giving thanks for it. When trouble comes my way, I don't feel like saying, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I lost my job today. And I don't know. No, you don't feel like praising God. Let's just be real. But he's saying, I want you to condition yourself to give thanks in all things. The Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, he said, whether things are going great for me or things are going like hell for me, I still give God thanks in everything. So he will provide for me. And you will only get to that place if you have a relationship with God. If you're praying on a regular basis, you'll see God keep you through the mountaintop experiences and through the dry valley experiences. And in everything, you say, I can give God thanks through it all. There's times financially I've, been, we, I've gone through and I've seen God send abundance. I'm like, woo, praise the Lord. We got money. We can do things. Praise the Lord. Lord, I thank you for that. It feels good we got money, right? Feel good with what God sends provision for you. Amen. You go shopping. You go buy a little extra. Amen. Especially on the holidays. Okay, I go shopping for boo-boo and this person and that person. I got money. But even at times when there is no money, Lord, I still thank you because you still provided for me. I might not be able to do everything I want to do, but thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for health in my body. You didn't have to do that, but you did. Come on, there's a time I didn't even have no health insurance that God kept me well. Come on. He can do it. And sometimes we forget, we forget about the little things that God does for us. We think he ought to do. God don't, ought to, don't have to do anything. He could stop, he could stop blowing oxygen in your in, in face right now. You could drop dead. Or it's because of his mercy, his grace that you hear. We can't take that stuff seriously. We can't take that stuff lightly. You got to take this stuff seriously. I had a friend who, who was one of the biographers in my wedding just dropped dead, a blood clot. This man was probably almost 40 years old. Videotaped my wedding just nine years ago. Got, 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 got an email, man, just dropped dead, just like that. God could go and just take you. You can't take this stuff for granted. Pray continually. Continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God wants you to have a, a heart of thanksgiving. Don't forget to give thanks to God continually. You say, Pastor, but what if things don't change? What, 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 what if, what, what if I, you know, come on, I, I could give God, say, okay, Lord, I thank you. You know, I lost my job. That means you got something better for me. Okay, but what happens? Well, there's an acronym that we used to use. It's the word push. Push. 
Everybody say push. As, as a matter of fact, I want you to put your hand on your neighbor and just push him gently. Say push. Oh, that was kind of weak. P- push somebody else. Say push. All right. All right. All right. Push. 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 You got to push. That word push is an acronym, and it means pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. If nothing ain't happened, you need to keep on praying then. Because something's bound to happen. And I tell you, the times that you're so close to giving up is the time that God is about to give you a breakthrough. The time you're about to say, Lord, I can't go. I got one more day. God, I can't do it. It's the time when you're just on the verge of getting your miracle. And some of you today, you feel like, Lord, I can't make it just another day. I feel like giving up. But I'm here to tell you that the Lord is saying he's going to give it to you, but you just got to hold on. You have to dare to believe him. You have to dare to trust him. You have to keep on pushing. You have to keep on praying until something happens. You're on the verge. You're right there on the cusp. You're right there on the edge. You're right there. You just, you just have to keep on pushing. You can't give up. Some of us, we give up too easy. I'm going to try this, God, say the next day something's going wrong. Oh, God, not there. No, you got to push. Being a Christian ain't from no wimpy person. You got to be strong. You got to be bold. Come hell, come high water, I'm still going to bless God. I'm still going to serve God. Come on, you have to have that type of tenacity, that type of determination, that type of boldness. Enough of this wimpy stuff. Come on. God wants us to be strong and bold. We have to pray continually. We have to pray until something happens. We have to push, push. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse um. 12, chapter 1, verse 12 and, verses 12 and 13. And she kept on praying. We're talking about, we're talking about amen, Hannah. She kept on praying. She didn't stop praying. Hannah could not get pregnant. She wanted a baby so much. She could not get pregnant. Everybody was getting pregnant around her, teasing her. Oh, I got my baby, and you got your baby. Okay, so what happened to you? You must be barren. Uh-huh, you must do some sin. Some must do, you must do something wrong. That's why you ain't getting pregnant. So back in Bible times, when you could not conceive a child, it was thought that you sinned, you did something wrong, or you messed up. So that's why God didn't bless you. And so she was like, Lord, I want a baby. Now, come on, I'm living right. I'm doing everything right. Lord, I want a baby. I want a baby. She was crying so much that when Eli went into the temple to see who was this lady praying, Eli was a priest. When he went into the temple to see this lady praying, he thought she was drunk because she was praying so much. She was just pouring out everything before her, before, before the Lord. And so the Bible says, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart. Her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. She was just, that's how she was praying. That's how she was just opening herself to God. She was just pouring out her heart before him. That's what she was doing. And so as that was happening, the Bible says God heard her response. And God blessed her, and she bore a son, and his name was Samuel. Pray continually. Push. Pray until something happens. And number four, and I'm closing. And this is the part that we miss. One, we talk with God with gut level, talk to God with gut level honesty. We talk to God, number two, about everything that matters to you. Three, we talk to God continually. And four, we talk to God and listen and listen for 
a response. God does speak. Some of you, some of you I, I hear some of you saying, I say it from time to time, something just told me. Has that ever happened to you? Something just told me. I just felt to do, I don't know why, but I just felt to do something. Or a voice in my head just said, do this, and I just need to do this. Or I just had a, this weird dream, and I just know this dream told me to do something. That's God speaking to you. Oh, that's, that, oh, that's the bad. That's, you, know, you know, sometimes we watch television, you see the little angel, the little devil, and all that. That's just the good angel. No, 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 no. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's him directing you. He's giving you a response. There are times when I pray. I, don't, I can't explain, but I just know what I need to do next when I pray about a circumstance or a situation. Sometimes God speaks to many ways, and that's a whole other message of how God speaks to us. He can speak to us through other people. Amen. Amen. People who prophesied and different things, I, I, that's a whole other message. But God does speak to us. And then most importantly, he speaks to us through his word. The, the word of God, the Bible. You know, your Bible, set up your Bibles. Amen. Hold them Bibles up. Come on. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you need a Bible, get a Bible before you leave here today. You need your Bible. Your Bible is your B-I-B-L-E. That's your basic instructions before leaving earth. You need the Bible. That is your, one of your greatest weapons in, 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 in conjunction with prayer. You need to know the word. The word is a weapon against the enemy. What does the enemy come to do? He comes to speak lies. What God's word? God's word is truth. God's words bring life. God's words bring understanding. And so we have to grab hold to God's word. He speaks to us through his word. He'll speak to us in a quiet, still voice in our heart. Someone say, in your conscience, he will speak to you. You know what you need to do. But you have to be still to listen for the response. He's, God is always talking, but the question is, are we listening? He's speaking to me right now to some of you. Some of you are like, yeah, I got it, Pastor. You all up in my business. Praise the Lord. And some of you got a hard heart. You're like, mm, whatever, preacher. Whatever. I just read it down. I just came in because someone just brought me here. And I know, that's, that's all right. That's what you got to deal with. So God knows how to... What, what, what my mother used to say? A, a hard head makes a what? Oh, God stills into, into spanking. He knows how to get our attention. Come on now. Most of, most of us, the way we came through God, came to God, was because we went through some trouble. Come on. And the only person that could get us out was God. <laughs> you be honest now. Some of you are in trouble right now. And the only person that can get you out is not even a person. It's God. He's the one that can deliver you. He's the one that can rescue you. You need help from above. And if you pray to him today, he'll give you what you need. But listen for his response. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 19, 12 to 13, it says, And after fire came, a gentle whisper, a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Elijah was, was going through his moment of depression. And he's like, Lord, I need to hear you. I need to hear you. I need to hear you. And he went and hid in a cave. He said, Lord, I need to hear you. And so a fire came. And he thought God was going to speak to the fire. And a wind came. He thought God was going to speak to the wind. But how did he hear God? He heard God through a gentle whisper. God doesn't always speak boom, loud. He doesn't always speak like that. There's moments he does. But most of the times, God will speak to you in a whisper.
to hear him. He's speaking to you today. Well, Pastor, how do I know this is God speaking? This is not some, some demon or some evil spirit or something. How do I know what I'm tapping into? I want to make sure that this is God. But the great thing is God assures us in John 10, 27. He said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That simple. If you are a child of God, you have something built in you that hears God's voice. No doubt about it. I don't care how messed up you feel you, 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 you've done and all the, the, all the decisions and all the, the trouble and all the issues you're dealing with. I'm telling you, if you accepted Christ in your heart, you, 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 you are saved. You have asked Christ to come into your heart. You belong to him. And that means that you can hear from him. Your spiritual ears have been opened. Before you come to Christ, you have deaf ears. Everything, you don't hear nothing. You just hear me babbling, but you don't understand the word I'm saying. But the Bible says the natural man understands not the things of God. Those who are not spiritually learned, they don't have ears to hear. That's why Jesus Christ kept saying, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In other words, you got to hear me. You got to hear me with your inner ear, your heart. Not just the words that I say because you're going you're gonna to get caught up on that stuff. It ain't going to make no sense to you. But he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Let him hear. Who's the church? You're the church. He's speaking to you. He wants you to hear him today. He's speaking to you today. My sheep listen to my voice. They know my voice. I was watching a while ago a cartoon. Actually, it was, a, it was a Disney documentary on penguins. I forgot the name of the movie. And um, you saw all these little penguins, you know, and they had the baby down there, and they, you know, wobbling. Some of you have seen it in National Geographic, you know, and they're carrying the egg. Stop laughing. March of the Penguins. Thank you. That's the movie. March of the Penguins. And then after, after the egg would hatch and the baby would come out, or whatever, the little, the little chick, little you call it, baby penguin. The baby penguin will go play or whatever. Then after a while, I mean, you see them and you get confused who's who, right? You get so confused like, okay, I thought that was the father. I thought that was the mother. What, what, it's just for me. They just all look alike to me. Then all of a sudden you hear the baby penguin, wah, 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 wah. Now out of all those hundreds, possibly thousands of penguins, there's something that's alert, alerts the mother and the father. That are, I don't, they, and now all the babies are going, ah, at the same time. But how do I know which one? But there's something innate inside of the penguin, the parents, that know their baby's voice. Come on. And so it's good to know that if I cry to God, he knows my voice. He can hear me. Hear the, ah, I'm like, okay, how do they know? But it's an eight. They know that that's. Their baby. They know that that's their parents. They know who those individuals are. They don't get it confused. There's something innate in them that knows that. There's something innate in you that knows the voice of God. But God is speaking. He's put something in you that you can recognize that you can hear his voice. It's built in you. He created you like that. The Bible says we are created in his likeness. So we can hear him. We are made in the image of God. We can hear him. And if you're listening, he's speaking to you today. 
I don't know what he's saying, but hear his voice. Take heed to what he's telling you. God has your best interest at heart. He's not, he's not some big old mean God that wants to beat you down. He loves you. He loves you unconditionally. And so we're going to continue. I'm going to stop here. But we're going to continue with this series on prayer. For the next two weeks, we're going to continue on this series on prayer. If you want to understand really how to have a prayer life, not just a Sunday thing. Some of, some of us are FMO, Sunday morning only, right? <laughs> God wants it to be a seven-day thing, amen? Not just a Sunday thing, amen? Seven days. He wants us to pray every day. And so I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you the resources that you need it. We have a prayer call coming this Thursday. I want you to join us. You don't have to pray. You're going to agree with us. We're going to teach you about the power of agreement. We're going to lead out the prayer. We're going to break down the word for you. Amen. The pastors will be leading out with me this week. I want you to join us. If you have a prayer request, write your prayer request on that connection card inside of your program. Go to our website. You can tweet a prayer. Amen. You can get on Facebook. Write me on a Facebook or whatever. Pray. We're going to pray this week. I'm going to teach you how to pray this week. Because you will not be effective as a Christian unless you know how to pray. God wants you to pray. He wants you to seek his face. How do I seek God's face in prayer? Seek his face meaning I'm understanding him, I'm knowing him, I'm getting to be intimate with him. I'm pouring out my heart before him. If you say, Pastor, I, I, I want to increase my prayer life. I don't know how to pray, but I'm willing to learn. This is new for me. This, this is uncharted territory for me. I just want you to stand. I'm going to pray with you. Just stand right now wherever you are. You're saying, Pastor, I need to increase my prayer life. Maybe I know how to pray, but I'm not praying the way I should. Maybe I'm getting distracted by that dumb box or about, you know, I'm getting distracted on my, on, on my Blackberry, on my iPhone. Maybe I'm getting distracted by too much stuff, television. I'm getting distracted by I need to pray more. I, I, I want you to pray for me, Pastor, that we're going to pray. And I want you, I want you, I want you to, to log on this week on the prayer call, 7.30, Thursday. We're going to pray. We're going to keep this thing going because I want to help you. I want to help you to be the best that God has called you to be. My sheep listen to my voice and they follow me. The shepherd is calling this morning and he's speaking. I want you to be in the right place to hear him. Amen. We're going to pray. Father in heaven, we come before you this evening, this afternoon, Lord, and I thank you for this beautiful Sunday. I thank you that this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I'm lifting up my brothers and my sisters who are standing here this morning and I'm praying for them, Father. I'm praying that you would speak to them, Lord. Father God, they're standing because they're saying, Lord, I need more prayer in my life. Lord, I've been distracted this week. If, if I were to rate my prayer life with a scale of 1 to 10, it wouldn't be a 10. Lord, I, I just, there's more that I can do. So, Father, I'm praying for these individuals today. And I'm praying, Holy Ghost, that you would touch them even now in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that you would encourage them. I pray that you will wake them up in the morning to pray. You will wake them up at night to pray. You will remind them in the middle of, of, of their work day to pray. While they're in school to pray. You will remind them to pray. They'll feel that burden, that tugging in their heart. I need to get away right now and just pray. I just need two minutes with God. I just need to shut away with God just for a few minutes. Lord God, because you're wooing them by your spirit. You, you're calling them. Oh God, Holy Spirit, you're speaking to them. They know your voice. They don't understand it, but they feel something inside. Say, it's time to pray. 
Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that that urge, that, that urgency, that hunger, that, that passion inside will become stronger and stronger, Holy Spirit. The times we don't have words to say, they can only cry. They, 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 they feel pain. They feel discouraged, God. Father, let them experience your love, your joy, your peace. Oh, God, let them experience who you really are, that you are a caring Father, God. But let them know they're not talking to some, some, some invisible force in, 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 in the heavens, but that you are ever-present. You are there. You said at the mentioning of your name, Jesus Christ, you will be there. Like you're here with us today. You're right here, God. I can't see you, but I can feel you. I can sense you. I know that you're in the building, God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray today that you would reveal yourself to these brothers and sisters, Lord. To your people. Father, whoever's holding them back, trip them up, remove it in the name of Jesus. Satan, I speak to you right now, and I command you to loose your hands off God's people. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind every spirit that would try to hinder your people from praying, God. In the name of Jesus, I speak to every demonic stronghold in this atmosphere right now, and I command you to loose the minds of your people, Father. In the name of Jesus, I speak deliverance to them right now. Well, I've been holding them up. I come against lust. I come against lust of the flesh. I come against pride. I come against worry. I come against doubt. I come against fear right now. I come against every spirit that would try to hinder your people from praying, God. And Father, I lose your peace. I lose your joy. I lose your love. Oh, God, I lose it upon the hearts and minds of your people today that they will have a greater understanding. Whoever's burdening them, Lord God, let them get it off their chest in prayer. Sometimes we can't talk to each other. We got to talk to you because you know what's best, God. You know our hearts. So, Lord, I pray today that you will bless them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And if you believe that, say amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name.